Welcome to the Purpose and Profit Sisterhood podcast, where we are a stand for the EAN. We're here to help you make a meaningful difference in a magnificent living. Your bodacious host is Jeanette Anderson. She's your irreverent guide to being bold, brilliant, and brave. So grab your wine, a way to take notes, and strap in. Because this is a no BS, value-packed tour through topics that you need to know about now. Hello, everybody. Jeanette Anderson here, and welcome to the Purpose and Profit Sisterhood podcast. And I'm here with the fabulous Wendy Lee. We were just discussing that Mercury must be in Gatorade, or what was your <laughs> phrase? You had a really good phrase. I said the Metrodome is in, what did I say? The, sound the microwave. Yeah. The Metrodome okay. is in the microwave. Right? Yes, there is some kind of tech juju going on, and neither of us can get our files open, neither of us can get things to work, our computers aren't working. So hopefully this will continue to record and, and um, project and all will be well. So welcome, Wendy. Thank you for persevering. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on your great show and for having this community for sisterhood, the sisters. I really appreciate it. It is so needed, isn't it? So yes. I normally introduce the guest and then I ask them to tell us a little bit more about themselves that we, you know, something we wouldn't guess but I can't get my files open. And so, and she couldn't get her, her bio to me. So Wendy, why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> tell awesome. us about healthy. <laughs> Thank you. So my name is Wendy Lee. I'm the CEO and founder of Lead Hership Revolution. And um, just a little bit about my bio is, you know, I started off in the corporate world and I was climbing that ladder and proving myself and I got all the way to senior VP of HR, which is a big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, from the outside, it seemed like I had it all together and I was in, in control and I was the leader and I was the manager and all this stuff and had all this responsibility. But I had this secret. Mm. And the secret was I was simultaneously in a narcissistic abusive relationship. Mm. Not my first stinky relationship either. And I was just trying to figure out why is it that I'm so successful in one area of my life and not so much in this. And the crisis led me to a life coach mm -hmm. that got me to see, actually, I was kind of doing the same thing in both. Mm. And I wasn't really honoring myself. And I was trying to hustle for my worthiness, mm -hmm. right? Who can relate to that? Exactly. And, and I started seeing some patterns and was able to clear out some things. And it was so profound that, A, I ditched the narcissistic partner. Yay. Yay. Woot, woot. And then eventually I decided to leave my corporate career at the height of my career because I felt so deeply, if I need this, other people are searching for this. Absolutely. And so I started my business five years ago and... Um, that's a little bit about me. Excellent. Well, congratulations on, on um, finding your path and moving into bravely leaving because it's, it's, it is hard to leave the status and the money and the quote unquote security. The reality is that corporate is no more secure than anything else, but uh, it in fact, in many ways less. Um, so so the, I, I'm gathering that's kind of your why now, but tell us a little bit more about your why. Why do you do the work you do? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Our why evolves, right? 
it changes and shifts. It's got kind of a life of its own. And right now I've been really focusing on that hustle culture that we seem to get easily drawn into no matter what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And the why right now is because I was trying to have conversations and or meeting up with either colleagues or with girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And I would ask, hey, what are you up to? Let's get together. How are you? And instead of them telling like the good things in, in, in their lives, there was two things that they kept telling me. Mm-hmm. I'm so busy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And I'm so tired. Yes. Yes. And so I kept seeing this pattern over and over. And I realized, oh, that can be my pattern too. And it was really my pattern, the previous versions of myself. Yeah. What if we could still like do this success thing, Mm -hmm. but not at the depletion of ourselves? And what is that really all about? And why now is it coming up so prominently? Mm. So it's kind of like, let's get the, let's take the glamour out of hustling to a nub. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Because it's, it's not sustainable and it's not sexy anymore. Exactly. And find the sweet spot. Can we find the sweet spot between making our mark on the world and taking care of ourselves? Exactly. Well, and, uh, you know, our society has trained us that our value comes from what we do and especially mm-hmm. what we do for others, not who we're being. Um, you know, it's what we do and what we have, and and especially for women, what we do for others. And so, of course, we try and live into that all the time. We don't pause to question: Is that actually true and valuable and valid? Um, and I and I often say with to people. I in fact, I had a speech have a speech called "Take the BS Out of Busy," and what you're left with is you and why and. Yeah often pause to say, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I making myself so busy? Why do I need to be running so hard and so fast? And who am I trying to prove what to? So what's your kind of um, experience with, so obviously you were in corporate and you were hustling. If you're at a VP level, I've been there. So I know it is full on all the time and working probably, you know, two to three to 10 times harder than most of your male counterparts. When did you suddenly realize that hustle was not so very healthy? <laughs> when was it? What, yeah, what I, I, that realization? First of all, I love, I love the taking the BS out of your business. That's fabulous. Kind of busy. Um, the busy. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's interesting because we all have that, that moment. And the moment for me is I, it was actually before this incident happened with a partner, I was married Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a terrible situation, but I was so on the hustle and grind and this person was not. Mm. In fact, we went to marriage council and the, and the, uh, the therapist asked, you know, why are you guys here? What do you think it is? And. And this is what I said. Well, I'm the one that really tries and puts all the effort in and goes out there and gets it done. And he doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I think now, first of all, what a, what a terrible thing to say, (laughs) what a hurtful thing to say. And really, if I turn that mirror back around, it was really me that was doing that because here's the thing. It wasn't because of the corporate world. 
it was because of the stories I was telling myself. Exactly. And so here I was at this crossroads and I ended up going to a retreat, mm-hmm. which I had never been on a retreat, but I was on this voracious quest just to fill up and get some knowledge to like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And I went on this uh, retreat and I heard somebody talk for the first time in my ears about masculine and feminine energy. And what I realized is that I was in full blown. If there's 110%, that's what I was in masculine energy. So of course I always felt like I was giving way more than everybody else. Yes. Because I wasn't receiving. I wasn't listening to my intuition. I wasn't sitting in the safe space where I could be more creative versus doing. Yes. And it was all a story that I had told myself from way back when, because I had been hustling my whole life to get attention, to get love, to have connection. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, it was like, oh, I can do something different. Yeah, that's that's a really profound statement. So I want to repeat that because I, I know that it will land for many of the people listening. I've been hustling my whole life for attention, for love and connection. Hustling my whole life for attention, love and connection. And if that is you, my dear sister who's listening, um, just pause for a moment and breathe because that is really, really an epidemic such our humanity just trying to get our needs met but in such a way that it's not healthy or helpful and and so wanting love wanting connection wanting to be valued nothing wrong with any of that just how we're taught to go about it doesn't work and and so tell us a little bit more about uh, because you, you mentioned, you know, recognized in the masculine energy and what, what I would, I would say is probably unbalanced masculine energy because masculine energy is fine. It's wonderful. It's very effective. It gets a lot of shit done. There's a lot of strength to structure and all of the components of masculine energy that it brings. It's the unbalanced masculine. It's when we're trying to push away from the feminine. So what do you mean by in my masculine energy? What did that, how did that look? Yeah, it was being always in the going, doing, proving. Like, you know, like when I looked at my calendar, there was no breathing space. And then, of course, besides the stuff that I did at work, I would sign up for all the committees and volunteer and, you know, do all all, all the things which were all great except for we only have a limited amount of resources in our energy and our time. And here's the beautiful thing about all this that really broke open for me is that when I got that aha at the retreat, I came back to the corporate world at that time, changed, Mm. right? Yeah. And so I could have access to both the feminine and the masculine, where before I didn't realize I could have pull in that because you got to get stuff done, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Things have to happen and, and things can happen in a way that make a big difference in people's lives. And because I showed up differently, people started responding differently. You mm. know, as the head of HR, a big part of what I did was employee relations. Mm. And I started understanding 
people were not showing up in my office because they weren't getting their job done or they weren't getting along with their boss or they were missing their mark or their quota or whatever it was. Since I had awareness, what I realized is, no, their stuff is getting triggered in the work world. Mm. And I started leaning in, which you're not supposed to as the head of HR. You're supposed to get your little handbook out and, and all the rules are right there. But I changed. And not only did I change in my interactions, but I also changed with how I showed up. And I stopped working 60, 70 hours a week. I worked 40 hours a week. So it wasn't because of the environment. It's not because of the thing out there. It's because of the thing in here that needs to have some reconciliation, some love, some understanding, some compassion. Then you, then everything else just changes because you do. So, and that was really the aha. That's beautiful. Let's break that down a little bit because I think there's yeah. a beautiful lesson in the how you made that transition. Yeah. Go from 60, 70 hours of work, a week working, pushing, striving, striving to prove and prove and prove. You have this aha that I'm in my masculine more and and some kind of aha about I don't have to prove, I don't have to work so hard. How did you make that transition? How did you give yourself permission? What did you actually have to do internally so you could shift the external? Yes, that is a great question. And the truth is, I put in the work to go back and take ownership of my healing. Mm. So priority number one was self-development. So I continued that and I eventually continued to work with a coach and I still work with a coach or a coaching group in some way or another. That's part that goes on my list, right? The other thing is because I started learning and becoming more aware of myself, I could understand and see people differently. And mm -hmm. I started to trust myself more. You know, I had shut down my intuition. I had shut down my knowing. And when you trust yourself more, you can trust others more. So I stopped the micromanaging. I mean, maybe I did it a little bit. I was the boss. You got to keep track of things. But I really dialed that down. I started trusting. I started asking my staff, what do you need? What do you want? What is important to you? Not only at work, but in your life and having these real conversations and putting the human back in human resources. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We're often right? can be missing. Yeah. And so the more permission I gave to myself, I didn't have to try to make anything happen. I just showed up in that light and it allowed other people because they could see it in me, receive that permission for themselves. Mm -hmm. So it was easy for me to take my hours down. And also, you know, part of it is for show. You're not supposed to leave on time if you're a senior vice president. You have to and be you have to get that thinking out of your mind. Yes, there's other people's cars still in the parking lot, but what do you want to do? And listen, the more I filled up, the better more effective, more connected leader I was. Yes. 
Love that. And, and so lots of personal development um, worked on really dialing back the proving and let go of having to prove. And I, what I hear is really give yourself permission to start to try out different things, different ways of being with people, connecting with them differently, and really putting connection at a premium. So what, what I think, if it, what I hear in that is that you went from being focused on you, I have to prove, I have to show up, I have to earn, I have to hustle to other people. So we gotta, you get out of, I call it the ego of low self-esteem. Mm. Right? When it's all about I have to prove, I have to hustle, et cetera, then, then we can't be out there. We're busy being in here. And so when we when we get curious out there, and yet so I hear it in your your thing, I got curious about people. I started asking, what do they need? What do they want? So you got over yourself enough to get out there, which is healthier, right? Because we think that um, the more we hustle, the more we prove, the better we are, et cetera, et cetera, when really it's just our ego that's telling us that we have to do that. So what did you notice was the shift in, in terms of, you've already mentioned you were more effective, people started to be drawn to you more. What really shifted for you in terms of your, the rest of your life as a result? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting because that energy, the before energy is very manipulative. We're trying to control and manipulate things. And listen, there's, it makes perfect sense. You know, my story is that I am a sexual abuse survivor and I grew up in a very chaotic, uh, dysfunctional family. I mean, you know, anything that you could think of, and most people have a story like that. So of course I adopted this survival mode tactic, right? I have to, I do, and people out there, we have to get to this point where we can love ourselves for getting through those survival points. And I think the thing for me that really impacted making that shift and then, you know, you're still putting yourself first by filling up. But then there's this reciprocity with other people. So it, all, all of the energy exchange is so much different. So the connection and, and having some community and then not having to go it alone so you can collaborate with other people, right? And you, and you know what the outcome of that was? I always thought I was a, I, I knew I was a good boss. And I always thought I was kind of this lighthearted, fun person, but apparently I was a little prickly, <laughs> right? Because I had built this protection of success and busyness all around me. But once those walls started coming down, what I realized is that I was a fuddy-duddy in my professionalism. You know, our professionalism, yeah. we're all buttoned up. Yeah. I was really not enjoying, I was not in joy in my life. Mm. And so it really started shifting and I started trying new things and meeting new people and getting connected in different communities. Mm -hmm. um, and I just started coming back to me because mm. we're not broken. Yeah. We don't need to be fixed. We yeah. just need to come back and get more in that you know, and it doesn't mean we still don't get to feel all our feelings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We get to have all of that. And your when your nervous system 
is more regulated from doing those things, you have more options. When your nervous system is in shitty mode, it feels like everything is just, I only have one choice. I have to do this thing or I will die. Mm -hmm. And taking that off the table, oh my gosh, game changer. Exactly. Well, and I hear um, what I often hear is that the C's are the sign of health, connection, mm -hmm. collaboration, community. When we are focusing on the C's, we tend to yeah. be healthier and happier. Um, and, and so that's a good way to know that things are shifting. What's what were if, if people are listening to this and they kind of have a sense of, yeah, that's me, but really it's not it's not so bad. It's not because, you know, we're like the frogs in the water. They got turned yes. Right. It's not so bad. I can handle it. It's not it's I, I'm not I'm not as bad as she was. Right. Um, what what are the some indicators and signs that people are heading for mm. rocks in the water or that they should perhaps pause and take stock? That is such a beautiful question. I so appreciate that you're asking that. Because when you're just, you know, moving along in this life, until you know, you don't know, right? There was so much of my life that I felt I was unconscious because I was just trying to survive. And it really wasn't until, you know, the crises came in. I mean, there was a couple of them, but this particular crisis that came in, you know, I think the universe works in a lovely way. It tries to get our attention nice and sweet and soft. And then it might give you a little poke. And then eventually it's going to hit you over the head with the frying pan and say, come on, this is not the life that's designed for you. So for me, the, the red flags or the things that you need to be aware of is just take stock of where your time and energy is going, right? Open up your calendar and look at it. What is in your calendar? Is there any time that's there for you? Is it all for other people? Do you have any space in between for things to show up? I call it the magic. Magically, that, what, that don't have space because it's all squeezed in, mm. right? Are you, are, you, are you really being the steward of your boundaries? Are you just letting everything happen to you? right? And I think the last one would be just gauge your energy. Sit quiet for five minutes with your hand on your heart and on your solar plexus and ask yourself, how do I feel? Because sometimes we're running so fast, we don't even realize that we're exhausted and we're tired and we don't have enough energy and we're not nourishing ourselves the way that we should. Because uh, if you don't ask yourself, eventually your soul is going to say time out, no matter you want, no matter if you're on board or not. Yeah, exactly. Right? And you might have a life crisis, a health crisis, a relationship crisis, a work crisis. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, for those of you, because I know I have lots of clients, and I'm sure you do too in your practice, that do that, that pause, put their hand on their solar plexus in their heart and say, how do I feel? And you don't hear an answer. 
that is the answer. You're so disconnected from your feelings. That is typically the first sign that you're living from the neck up, my friend. Been there, done that, lived a lot of yes. my life in my head, disconnected from feelings and from intuition. And I thought it was beautiful that you said earlier that you started to come back to your knowing, to your intuition and trusting it, because we get disconnected from that when we're living in our head. And so coming back to all of who we are gives us, oh, I got goosebumps on that, gives us access to so much more of the richness of who we are as human beings. Tell us a little bit, I, I could talk to you about this all day, but I, we're <laughs> running a little late. So tell yes. us a little bit about who you serve and how you serve them and how people can get in touch with you. Yes. So I serve women um, who are usually in some sort of transition. Uh, they can identify that for themselves, whether it's a work transition, relationship, life. Um, I don't subscribe to the thing of leveling up. I subscribe to coming home and really looking at what it is that we're trying to bring back to ourselves that we give to everybody else. And so it's usually women that are um, in business or in a career, but they have some sort of tie to business, right? Um, and I do that in a few ways. I do that through uh, retreats. I do that through group coaching, but it's always around community. Because what I know about sisterhood mm -hmm. is that we are not in competition with each other. We so want to connect to each other. All of that stuff is a story. Yes. And when you get women in a group, the amount of connection and love and support, there's a lot of healing magic in that. I, I'm the conduit that it comes through and I'm getting the same amount of healing and magic as everybody in the group. Yes. So those are the three main ways that I help support women that are going through transition in their work and their business and their life. Beautiful. And you have, I know you have some retreats coming up in Texas live and in person, yes. which is the best way, because then you can hug and get heart to heart and belly to belly. Um, and so what, where can they find out more information about you and your, your work? Yes, great. So there's a couple of ways. One, I would like to certainly offer everybody a way to connect and get a download from me, which is called Leveraging Your Vulnerability, Lead with Impact. And that can be um, retrieved at leadhershiprevolution.com backslash vulnerability. If you want to um, join the community, it's the same. It's leadhershiprevolution.com backslash um, connect. Okay. And that's a way that you can join the community, which you'll automatically get that download as well. And then you could follow me on social, Lee Hership Revolution on Insta, Wendy Lee on Facebook, and Wendy Lee on LinkedIn. Okay, so let me just make sure I got that. So the connect is www.leadhership.com. Yes. Slash connect and the yes. gift that you have is what is it again? Same thing, leadhershiprevolution.com backslash vulnerability. Okay, leadhership. Okay, I'm just typing it in right now as we speak. 
Um, and what's one last thing that you'd like to leave everyone with uh, in terms of thought around hustling healthy? Yeah. So we talked about this a little bit, but it's finding the sweet spot. We don't have to give up our aspirations, our desire to help others, our desire to make an impact in the world. We're, that's not what we're talking about. But you can do that and simultaneously take care of your well-being because you don't get your time back. You don't get your energy back. And by the way, when you're in that frazzled thing, that energy exchange is not much fun anyway for the people involved with that. Because here's the big picture. We're working together on all of this. And the reason these conversations keep coming up is there's a bigger mission for all of us. So if yeah. we do this with ourselves, we light up in that energy, we go out in the world, people are getting attracted to that and it is building. That's how we shift the narrative. That's how we change the collective consciousness. Yes. Yes, you're, you're a sister from another mister because our <laughs> audacity is to actually reinvent the patriarchy, not because men are wrong, but that's a system that doesn't work for anyone, including old white men, and especially Nobody. women who are burning out, struggling, and isolated because we're so busy trying to prove when in reality, we just need to show up and shine and be who we are. So thank you for doing that work. And um, I just wanna, I forgot to mention earlier, uh, if you are interested in looking at your business in a different way, every quarter I do a complimentary workshop, half day workshop for my beautiful sisters who want to create more clarity and organization around their business, but in a, in a more soulful or purposeful, purpose-led way. It's all about the be, do, have, not the do-do. And so <laughs> it really is um, uh, a way for you to look at how you organize yourself differently so you don't have to hustle quite so much. You're being more effective. So go to bodacity, B-O-D-A-C-I-T-Y dot C-A for Canada slash planning and register. It's coming up soon in uh, two Saturdays, I believe. Um, it's complimentary half-day workshop on a Saturday. Come and figure out how you're going to be, who you're going to be, so that you can do what you want to do, so you can have the impact that you're here to have. Thank you so much, Wendy, for being here and being a stand for women to pause, to listen, to come back home to who they are. And thank you for helping them be the difference that they can that only they can be by being the difference only you can be uh, thank, thank you, so. you so much all right everybody have a fabulous week a bodacious week full of rests and pauses and dancing in the rain bye everybody <laughs> thank you for listening please subscribe comment and share now go be the difference only you can be